theory or practice, it's a constant battle when you're teaching. I'm Dr. Joy Patterson, the Director of Educator Preparation at Governor State University and the College of Education. And I'm Dr. Amy Viaclia, Governor State University Assistant Professor of English Teacher Education. In teaching and learning theory versus practice, Dr. Joy and I will duke it out over whether theory or practice wins the match. Yeah, I can't wait. So whether you're a teacher, an education leader, or looking to learn more about the field, you can hear from industry experts on education topics. We invite you to be the judge as we box it out. Stick around to find out who wins this week's match. Good morning, Amy. Hi, how are you doing today, Joy? Good. How are you doing in COVID land? Well, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, my uh, freshman is in face-to-face -face instruction. They wear masks. I drop him off every morning. The parents are told not to drop off before 8.15. Classes start at 8.30. I come back home and I am in my house. Yeah, teaching working from home. And working. And for some reason, working at home, you know, I have a hard time separating home from work. So I find myself working 12, 15 hours a day. So. <laughs> Well, and sometimes I, I find that too. Um, those breaks during the day where there's laundry or there's dogs uh, to feed or take out. I mean, they force me to take breaks, but yeah, that's, that's the, day, a good thing. the day is a lot longer. It is a lot longer. So, you know, one thing I think we will find from uh, this experience is that productivity may have increased. Well, and um, I'm really hoping to just start in an, in an adventure and have a conversation with other people. I'm craving interaction and collegial conversations that aren't bounded by an agenda. You know, yeah. you go to a meeting, you, you barely have the time to, you know, hey, how are you doing? Have some coffee, have a bagel and enjoy each other's company and then call a meeting to order. There's none of that now. And I know we don't make time for that. So let's, why don't we make a little time for that this morning? Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> you know, I wonder, first of all, I'm a big coffee drinker. So don't be surprised if I have to uh, have a few sips of coffee uh, throughout our podcast uh, to keep me going. Um, what are some things, before we get into deeper conversations, what are some things you have to have around you to get your day going? So, unlike being in my office, I like to start my day, I light my candle. So when I come into my workspace, I open the shades, I open the windows, I need fresh air, I light a candle, and I turn on some soothing music to get my day started. So I start with a prayer and meditation, 
and then I work around my environment to make sure that I am in a serene, productive environment. And that is what gets my day going, that fresh air. Very cool. And unlike you, I would love to have a cup of coffee drink it so I have my water. <laughs> Your water in a fancy glass. Yes. You know, I uh, I need to have uh, probably a better way to focus, but I have a space that is set aside for for my work area, but I'm, I don't lock myself into that space. I might go outside on the patio. If it's a nice breezy day, I love to just be outside and have the fresh air, type, write. Um, my weekends are when I meditate and think uh -huh. about what things are, what is meaningful to me. And yeah. it's just uh, really caught my attention. Uh, the book, The Map of Meaningful Work, there are some really interesting questions to answer. And it, it's like coming back to this podcast. Why are we doing this? What makes it meaningful to me? You know, we, you and I are an educator preparation and We've been in the classroom. I taught mm -hmm. middle and high school, mm -hmm. 11 years. And before that, I was in the private industry, uh, secretary, executive assistant type of work, and then went into teaching. So I know what was in that private industry and what was possible, but yet teaching called me. And having 11 years experience, and I know you can speak yeah. to this too, yeah. why? Why did I decide I wanted to be in educator preparation? Why did you decide that? We know what educators are up against. They're up against a wall in, the, in their future schools. You know, every one of the educators we prepare will face heartbreak. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. So, so how do we do it? What, why do we do it? Why do you do it? Well, you know, Amy, that's a good question. And I think if we pose this question to teachers and uh, that would be probably a very different answer for most of us. And sometimes it's a difficult answer and we can tell that by the teacher shortage that we have. You know, one thing that I constantly tell my little grandson when he comes over and he comes over to sit around and play, you know, I tell him, you know, you don't work, you don't eat. And he'll like, be like, mother, it's like, I'm serious. You don't work, you don't eat, you know? So I'm very much the pragmatist, you know? And uh, even though I have a science background and you know, I like to live my life according to charts. So one of the things we talked about earlier is how do we start our day? I definitely start my day by making my things to-do list because I wouldn't be able to function without my things to-do list. So, and I have the science background and live according to charts, but I grew up in a world realizing that there's a cause and effect to everything and that only hard work will yield a good outcome. So I discovered teaching uh, differently. Like you, I started in a, diff a different path. 
you know, when I went to college for my undergrad, I wanted to be a nurse and that was my childhood dream. Uh, but anyone is old enough to know Dr. Welby and that whole show. And, you know, that inspired me to want to become a nurse. And then there was a, another show where there was an African-American, Julia, and she was a nurse. And I could see myself becoming a nurse. Uh, but I couldn't see myself becoming a teacher because I had not seen that image, you know, and I didn't know that as a child. So I grew up wanting to become a nurse and I went to school and that's why I have a science background in biology and chemistry. Um, and my first job was as a research microscopist. So you're talking about in the industry, I was in the industry. And then I took a break and I just, when I was working on my graduate degree and I discovered teaching through homeschooling my children. And there was this powerful truth that I discovered, which was the impact as teachers that we can have on others. And it was amazing to me and, and how you shape that person's life. And from there you shape the community and you, you have, you're able to shape the world. So teachers, you know, we bear, such, such, such responsibility uh, in, our, in that quality of teaching. You know that formula and you talk about the theory of how to teach and what to teach. Uh, and then that fidelity, you know, anything that we do right, we want to do it with fidelity. And so that disposition, that heart, that commitment to teach and then our unique practices. What's the art? What's the art that you bring to the classroom? And I know that you bring this wonderful art to the classroom and students love to be in your class. And you know, I just love to see my former students and to see how we shape them. So you know that feeling when you see a former student, uh, the one that's moved on that you had in middle school or to see our teacher candidates and how well they teach and the impact that they're having. And it's such a little bit, and, but you see the impact that you had on them and the impact that they have on others and that little bit and that little bit and that little bit, it adds up. And uh, so in this podcast, you know, I hope that we just make these little bits of improvements, you know, that we impact those teachers, that the teachers are a little bit more reflective and in their practice and so that we can have that impact and so that it impacts student learning you know so i just want us to come into their living rooms and their classroom and have uh an impact that you know that's what we do that's what we love to do right no i agree so what about you so tell me tell me amy so what what is your inspiration why do you want to do this podcast teaching and learning Theory versus practice, Dr. Amy boxing it out <laughs> with Dr. Joy. Why? You know, I, I am a lifelong learner. I love learning new things. I just mentioned the map of meaningful work. And what brings meaning to me is just learning what other people are saying about the profession or trying new things in the classroom or different ways to approach instruction. And I just soak it up. I have a hard time 
sending messages out into the world because I'm so consumed with learning from other people. I thought, you know, one way for me to learn and to contribute to the, the greater whole is for us to make it public, make our learning public. You know, if we are interviewing someone and they're inspiring us and, and sharing their wealth of knowledge, well, it's not just ours anymore. It can help other people. And I think I get really focused on reflection and uh -huh. how I can make things better, how I can improve that lesson next time. And I'm very in tune what students provide to me in, in terms of feedback. It's very important to me to be in tune with that and to improve instruction based on that. But I also keep that larger picture in front of me. What is that framework? How am I approaching the lesson? And, and is it in line with uh, best instructional practices? So I, again, I, I wonder about being an educator, of course, about being in the classroom, about the, the types of situations we'll face, but I've never found anything and you and I both were in different fields beforehand. I've never found anything that's just so enriching and so powerful and so touching, like something that can really speak to my soul. Right, right. And that is, that's something powerful. And as much as we might question what's going on in the world or how teachers might get a bad rap or why they don't get the support they need. I know so many teachers who, with that one small light bulb in the classroom, that one student who got it or uh -huh. who, who struggled, but then they were able to reach, that, that fills us. It, it does. And I know you're like me, a uh, reflective practitioner. And I think that really helps us grow and continuously improve. Uh, but I really measure my day and I probably shouldn't do it so much, but I measure my day, good day, bad day, based on this impact that I have. You know, was today a good day? Uh, and how much of the outcome that I feel like I succeeded in or impacted someone's life, you know? So it's, it's really powerful to be a teacher and it's just so gratifying. But you know, we're talking about the gratification of teaching and we do know that there's challenges, right? So we know that the experience of teaching is different for everyone. So I'm looking forward to us having guests who can speak to kind of the joys and the pitfalls of teaching, uh, how theory and practice intercept. Uh, so I'm looking forward to our wonderful guest speakers that we're going to have as we talk about these uh, experiences and situations. So we'll have our teachers, of course, administrators. I'm looking forward to having some parents on. 
how about that? How about having uh, some students on? I am just so forward, looking forward to learning from them and having discussions. Well, in my background, as in a research capacity, it I appreciate data very much so. I like numbers and percentages and I understand them. But to me, it's about the story behind it. Uh-huh. What is the narrative? What is that one person's point of view and how can that enhance the way we teach, the way we teach teachers and prepare uh, candidates for the classroom. And so, yes, I'm looking forward to having a variety of people on the show, but not just to, to feed into a conversation that we want to have about particular topics, but to push us, to encourage us to think, uh, to challenge us. Yeah. And to not just stay in our in our lanes but to understand what other lanes look like and how we can uh, change how we approach instruction how we reach out to the community how we develop partners and come together in this in this world we live in Um, that's a challenge in itself but I am looking forward to uh, learning yeah I am so looking forward to this. And, you know, I just want to say, you know, as we as we kind of close this, I don't think we give COVID-19 enough credit. I always say, never let a good pandemic go to waste. <laughs> and, you know, had it not been for this, for COVID, which has given us both the opportunity to spend more time with family, there's good and bad in that, but we've had a chance to spend more time with family. I know you had a chance to spend more time with your daughters. Uh, before they went off to college. But it's allowed a little bit more space to be reflective and in a unique way, how can we give back to our profession? And so I think COVID has actually had an influence on us doing this podcast, at least putting it out now, you know? Uh, so so there's some, there some good in this pandemic. So I'm, I'm happy to hang out with you, Amy. This will be my pleasure to hang out with you, Joy. Okay. I'll see you on the next podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Bye. Thank you for listening to Teaching and Learning Theory versus Practice with Dr. Amy Viaclia and Dr. Joy Patterson. We hope that you have been inspired by this conversation and will join us again as we talk about trends in education and perspectives on teaching. We welcome your comments and feedback. What conversations are you interested in hearing? We'll leave it up to you, our listeners. Did theory or practice win the match? I think it was theory probably this time. Uh, practice. Until next time, we're Dr. Amy and Dr. Joy.